Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, the Flyers are suddenly on a losing streak again, and that is certainly alarming because they've already had a 10-game skid, as we all know. They really can't afford more of these. Uh, They need to start piecing together wins, and suddenly they've lost four straight. Uh, They are ravaged by COVID-19 and injuries. They're coming off a 6-2 loss to the Penguins. They were missing nine guys, Joe, if you include injuries, six to COVID. Uh, I'm just not sure they had any chance of winning that game. The Penguins now have won 10 straight. They're the hottest team in hockey. Uh, Just all the odds were against the Flyers. I think some frustration started seeping in in the post-game news uh, interviews, Joe. I just think players didn't know what to think, but I think they're just so frustrated they don't have guys with them. Uh, They went into that game trying to pull off an upset. It just wasn't there. And then naturally, I think in players' minds, they're falling back to we're missing six guys that are out with COVID. Maybe they're not feeling symptoms. They feel like they could play, but obviously they're not allowed to because of protocol. Where do you think this team is at, Joe, mentally and then also um, personnel-wise as well? Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yeah, I think you're starting to see you're starting to see some um, like cracks in the facade. Um, And you started to see it with Carter Hart the other night voicing his frustration. And then you had guys last night, and I think at one point last night, Scott Lawton said, I really don't know what else to say. Um, You had a game in the NHL canceled last night that had a team with five guys out due to COVID. And then the Flyers played, and they had six out. So the decision-making around the league, it would appear, doesn't – it isn't exactly streamlined in the in the sense that what's the cutoff point where where okay this team is too shorthanded that game's going to get postponed because the ducks had five players out for their game last night i believe against detroit and that game got postponed the flyers had six out due to covid so i'm speaking only just to covid i mean i obviously know injuries happen and Injuries are a factor on top of the COVID for the Flyers, but you wonder where the where that cutoff point is for um, individual games. Yeah. And you know, uh, again, it's they don't want to make excuses. Um, we're certainly not trying to give the the impression that we are making an excuse for what happened. But if you put all the ingredients in for that game last night, it was almost a guaranteed loss. Yeah, I mean, you have a red-hot Penguins team. You have guys like Brian Rust and Evan Rodriguez who are putting up just crazy numbers. Um, for Rodriguez, a guy who is having a career year, um, really kind of bursting on the scene. So you have all these – and, of course, you have Sidney Crosby who just 
he rolls out of bed with two points every time they're playing the Flyers, and it just goes from there. Yeah. Um, and the Flyers just have a a lineup that is it, it's in tatters. I mean, there's not really any other way to say it. And um, I think we saw them come out and kind of put up a fight, but then once the once the, the once the ball started rolling downhill last night, it didn't stop. And um, it it got ugly, and um, I think we all could have kind of forecasted the way that game was going to go based on personnel and sort of where this team was. And you're starting to see guys speak up now about it. And um, I will say that the demeanor and the sort of lack of I don't want to say lack of confidence because I don't think that's really what it is, but the that demeanor on the post-game press conferences is the kind of stuff we saw last season um, that I don't think we've seen a ton of yet this season, even during the 10-game skid. Um, But I think we're starting to see it now. And, I mean, it's hard to really fault a team that is coming out and playing with this many guys out on a, you know, consecutive game type of basis and you know it appears they'll have the same situation tomorrow when they host the San Jose Sharks and you know we the game out in San Jose I thought they played well in like stretches of that game but there were other stretches where they didn't play well and that was before they were shorthanded so I'm interested to see what kind of team comes out for that game on Saturday yeah they're probably doubly frustrated because not only are these guys not playing, but they're obviously teammates of these guys. They probably talk to them daily. <laughs> and here's this protocol that makes you sit out five five days. And these players are – a lot of them are asymptomatic. At least we, uh, we're we pretty sure that all six that were on COVID protocol originally when they tested positive were asymptomatic. That's what Mike Yo told us. And then the Flyers' teammates are thinking, well, gosh, you got to – miss two to three games, and then we had to go play without six guys, nine total because of injuries. It's just it, – it's putting players in a really frustrated mindset because these guys are asymptomatic and can't play. And let's be real, probably almost every hockey player has played through a significant type of injury, all of them. And here these guys are, they're probably feeling fine, and they and they have to miss two to three games. Not only a significant type of injury, but a – like – you've you're sure almost everyone's played through a cold right and listen i'm not trying to downplay what this is right um i i'm getting over it myself um and it's it you know it it knocks you down for a couple days if you have symptoms which i had for a couple days but um what we've heard about this particular variant is that a lot of the cases are minor symptoms if any so you're right. You have athletes and, and uh, you know, hockey players we know are sort of this mindset like they're going to play through anything. And then you have someone telling a player who or multiple players who feel fine otherwise that they can't play. I'm sure it's a frustrating ordeal. I mean, it was – it's frustrating for me or frustrating for any, you know, anyone that's not in that – profession 
um, when they feel okay to not be able to go to work or not be able to do, um, you know, do what they normally do. And uh, I can imagine for a hockey player, that's only magnified um, considering the way that they kind of uh, approach their craft. Indeed. And I'm not trying to make light of the protocol either, but I do understand the frustration. Uh, I do understand where players are coming from. Uh, if deep down they're frustrated with the league and they're frustrated with the situation and how this is going about. And you are, you're seeing a lot of postponements. They're probably wondering like what goes into the decision to make a game postponed. Is it a certain number of players? Um, just what goes into it? And they're probably sitting there and saying, we had six guys out because of COVID um, and we're still playing this game. And you just feel like your backs are against the wall already. Uh, it was just a perfect storm on Thursday night. I mean, the Flyers are playing the hottest team in hockey that is now on 10 straight. It's a rivalry game, and they're missing nine guys, and they're already in a world of hurt to begin with in terms of losing streak, losing their head coach earlier in the season, coming off a 10-game skid before this. Um, they're Yeah, they're, they're trying to find any positives, and right now it's difficult to – build momentum or feel good about yourselves when you're already missing six and nine guys um, when you include injuries. So I think the Flyers are just fighting frustration. They're fighting excuses, and I, it's hard to fault them for at least not leaning back on excuses a little bit. But, Joe, I thought Mike Yo's message was really strong after the game. He said he thought there could be more fight from his team. He wanted more of a fight-response kind of mindset. He thought when the Penguins scored – it was almost a, you know, the you start thinking bad things and you start thinking excuses. And there was, there was a look of that. I mean, the Penguins scored their first goal in the first period, and then they gave up two more almost uh, not long after that. And suddenly they're in a 3 three nothing hole. And then in the third period, it's a game. It's a 3-1 game. They're actually in it. Uh, they give up one goal and boom, boom, two more. It's 6-1, and it's a laugher. Uh, at the Wells Fargo Center. I have a feeling the Flyers were probably playing a frustrated game, an excuse-filled game when they gave up those goals. Uh, Mike Yo is probably saying, listen, that we can't have that right now. Like, I don't even want to hear about who we don't have because, let's be honest, the Flyers aren't going to have a lot of breaks coming up. They're not going to have a lot of breaks coming up in terms of things going their way. Like, they're going to be without players. Um, they're already in a hole. They're going to have to play without more players from COVID at some point. Game's coming up right now. And they're not going to have some of these guys like Sean Couturier, Ryan Ellis coming up. So the Flyers have to uh, somehow bury the excuses and find a way to win games before it's too late. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, and we've heard I, I, we've heard Mike Yo reference this, you know, one goal can't turn into two and three. and four. That, is a, that is something that plagued the Flyers last season. Almost the entire season, um, the ball would start rolling downhill, and there was just no stopping it. And um, you know, you just brought up—you had that happen on two different parts of last night's game. You had the first period, and then you had the end of the game. Um, and you know, I think that is a sign of—it's almost—you don't literally see guys do it. But it's almost like you see, like the teams just throwing their hands up, like we can't, we can't do anything about this. I will say this: the last game when they played the Ducks in on the West Coast, um, 
I just mentioned the Ducks had their game against Detroit postponed, but the Ducks were missing guys in that game. So I'm sure Mike Yo is using that as a, hey, we played the Ducks. They were without guys too. Now, of course, it helps when you had Troy Terry step up and score a hat trick in that game. And that's what the Flyers need. They need a guy who, to me right now, the most likely candidate would be Joel Farabee. He seems very, very slick with the puck on his stick in the past few games. Um, even last night, none of it resulted in uh, goals. But, I mean, he was very – he looks very goal scorer-ish, I will say, in the past um, bunch of games. And, uh, you know, I will um, – the Flyers need something like that. They need a guy to say, okay, we're going to go out and we're going to win this game tonight and kind of put the team on his back. Um, and I think that goes a long way and maybe that's what Mike Yo is trying to get. He's trying to get a guy to step up or trying to get a, uh, a pair of guys to say, okay, we're not losing this game tonight. Um, it, it's a tough spot. Um, but I think if, and you know, we've heard guys reference that other teams are going through it. Um, and, and they just played a team that was going through it. Um, and I think that has to be a, a reference point um, that this isn't a, this isn't happening in a vacuum. There are other teams going through the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even last night, like Pittsburgh, you know, I know they weren't missing Crosby and Brian Rust has, you know, whatever, eight goals this week or whatever he has in the last two or three games for them. But the, the Penguins are without missing – they're missing players. They're missing Jeff Carter, who's been solid for them all year. They're missing um, – uh, obviously, they've been missing Malkin all season. So it's not as if, you know, they're at full strength. Now, a guy like Crosby and a player who's red hot like Brian Rust and Evan Rodriguez help cover that up. But you can't pretend that the other teams are not dealing with – COVID issues on themselves. I mean, there's um, not a lot of teams in the league that are escaping this at this point in time, um, wreaking havoc on their lineup. And it's just a matter of how how severe uh, the havoc is and uh, and when. And right now it's just, you know, when you compound the, the COVID absences with the injuries they were already dealing with, it it's – you have a lot of AHL players playing games and playing up the lineup in, in an NHL lineup, which those players probably weren't anticipating either. Yeah. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Flyers had seven guys in their lineup on Thursday night with 100 or fewer games of NHL experience. They had three 21-year-olds in the lineup, Joel Farabee, Igor Zamula, Cam York. I mean, yeah, I, I'm sitting there and I'm watching Cam York kill a penalty against Sidney Crosby and company. I'm just like, 
This is this isn't going to happen. I, I like I, I really like Cam York. He's one of the team's top prospects in its system, but he just turned 21 years old the other night, and he's out there killing a penalty against Sidney Crosby and 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 the rest of those guys. It's just that was yeah. The Flyers were in a, a tough spot, and yeah, maybe they're thinking like, man, we we saw some other teams get their their system, their whole. Um, they saw teams get shut down. Uh, before the holiday break, uh, where they got this time to kind of be away and, you know, let their COVID stretch kind of settle. But now the league has made adjustments. It's reinstated the six-guy taxi squads. Uh, so they're doing things. That they, they obviously shortened the protocols. So they're doing things where it's going to be really difficult probably not to play games. And maybe the Flyers are thinking, well, Hey, we were doing okay during the ho- right before the holiday break. We were doing the right things. Uh, now that we're getting hit with COVID, things are different. We're now now we're having to play incredibly shorthanded. I I'm not trying to make excuses either, but I can. I'm I'm trying to understand their frustration, and I think I can see it. I I understand it, but the fact is, the Flyers didn't give themselves any room for error uh, with COVID injuries. Nothing. Uh, when they lost 10 straight games and they had their head coach fired. They just gave themselves little, little room for error. And now they're in a really tough spot. They're 13, 15, and 6. The Metropolitan Division is crazy loaded. It's so top-heavy, it's ridiculous. So now you you got to think they're just thinking, get into that wild-card mix, and that's not easy either. The Penguins entering today lead the wild-card. <laughs> They have 20 wins and they've won 10 straight and they lead the wild card. They're not even in the top three of the division. It's astounding. And Joe, nothing gets easier. But they I think they need the they need to win this game Saturday against the Sharks because after that they have the Hurricanes, Bruins, and Rangers. Um I mean we just the Bruins are and the Bruins are one of those teams that they're gonna be in their they're in that that wild card area, that mix where um, you, it's kind of early in the season to start talking about these four-point game type of things, but those are the kind of things that are going to start coming up because you said, as you said, they haven't left themselves any room for error. Um, and, you know, it, the thing that happens is, and it, I, it seems to happen in this league all the time, a team like the Rangers uh, kind of hit fast forward on the rebuild and have gotten to a place where um, I don't know if it's the case after uh, still, but earlier this week they had the best record in hockey, the Rangers. I don't think anybody would have predicted that before the season. Yeah. Um, You know, we talked in the off season about how they, the, the Metro had some up and coming teams and with some young talent that was, and the Rangers were one of those teams we talked about, but we didn't talk about them in the in the are they one of the top teams in the NHL conversation. So you you know you have stuff like this happen, and uh, it's loaded, like you said. And then you 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 know you have to win games, like you said, against the Sharks, and then you have a game against the Bruins coming up, mm-hmm. which is these. It's going to be – you kind of – and, and you know, we, we've referenced this several times. It's You don't want to keep referring to last year. But last year the Flyers played 
what, two months worth of playoff-type games, yeah. it feels like that's what's going to happen this year. Yeah. Because it's the only way they're going to get in the actual playoffs is to play like they're in the playoffs for the next, you know, two to three months. There's not really any other way around it. Yeah, you think about it, they're they're suddenly in danger of falling like four to five games below hockey 500. And that's a dangerous spot to be because then, then you're looking at, well, we need like a five-game winning streak just to get our head back above water, just barely above water. And like, that's just a dangerous mind. It's a dangerous game to play because Mike Yo mentioned it the other day, you, the importance of staying with the pack. Like you do need to take it game by game because if you do think too far ahead, then it becomes just this this great beast that you really can't overcome. But you do have to stay with the pack. You like you do need to be realistic and say, we need to be in decent position here um, at a certain period of the season. So, yeah, they're just they're they're in a difficult spot and they need to get healthy fast and hopefully for the Flyers this this COVID spell kind of goes away. They keep guys healthy um, because they're missing just key 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 pieces. I, like I'm I'm thinking of it too when when they're when they give up a goal. Who are the guys you think of when they give up a goal? to respond. It's Claude Giroux. It's Sean Couturier. It's Ivan Provrov playing massive minutes. And like, they just don't have these guys right now to, to answer and respond. And uh, it's, it's killing them. And, and even still it's, you have Konechny as an emotional leader yep. and he's out of the lineup. Yep. Um, we know what, you know, we know he gets the team going for in a, in not only scoring, but kind of, you know, an emotional type of leader, get under other, under other guys' skin. That isn't there. It, at times, it's almost like if Faraby is not doing anything, who else is going to do something? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm just taking a look at the standings now. The Flyers currently are four points behind the Bruins who are in the second wild card spot. But the Bruins are only a point ahead of Detroit and two points or uh, three points ahead of New Jersey. Um, and now New Jersey has major injury problems. Um They've had some COVID problems. Uh, and and I think we think of New Jersey and we're like, okay, they're a really bad team. But they're actually playing above what their lineup is. So I think the Flyers need to look at that and say, okay, we need to play above what our lineup says. Hmm. Columbus, they're in the mix. They're a point behind the Flyers. So you have a – you know, and we talked about it a lot throughout the beginning of this season. But you look – behind the Flyers and you're starting to see the Islanders are six points behind the Flyers. They've gotten points in like eight of their last 10 games. So they're coming on. Um, there's not going to be any nights off. There just isn't. No. So like you said, you got to win games against the Sharks when you're playing non-division teams. And then you're going to have a lot of those games that can be considered four point games. They haven't played the Islanders. They haven't played the Islanders one time yet this year, right? No, I don't. Because they haven't, and they have that, that that schedule change in a couple weeks. They have a back to back coming up with them. So you 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 want to go out and you want to beat that. You want to bury that team. You want to get that team out of the conversation. Yeah. Um, because a few games ago, even after you know the first two games of the West Coast road trip. We're talking about how the Flyers, if they if they would have won the game in San Jose, they would have been uh, uh, tied for a playoff spot, I believe. 
uh, or maybe if it was if they won the game in L.A. There was a scenario during that West Coast trip where if they would have won the game in regulation, they would have been tied for a playoff spot. So things can change in five days. Uh, and you just need to get your mindset right and, you know, get some guys back. But I think a, a big effort against the Sharks and a win at home would go a long way on Saturday to saying like, okay, guys, let's, let's, let's just, let's get us back to, back to good. You know, like let's, uh, let's kind of hit the reset button here and, you know, hopefully get things turning in the right direction. Yeah. That Sharks game, it truly is massive uh, because, excuse me, it is very winnable and they need that. They need that winnable game against a team that also just beat them not long ago in overtime. So the Flyers, you would think, are going to come out with somewhat of an edge, uh, understanding the uh, ramifications of this game, what's at stake in terms of their season, and just trying to get a win and feeling good again, uh, preventing a slide and getting some guys back here. Uh, That would be key for them. Um, But, yeah, it's just – yeah, it, just to see where this season has gone and how quickly it can go south, how quickly it can get better here and there. Uh, but the Flyers have really just fought all kinds of um, adversity. And uh, their seasons, you know, they haven't missed the playoffs in consecutive years since the early 90s. Um, so you can say all you want about the Flyers not having won a cup in a long, long time, as we all know. And you can say all you want about the Flyers um, not winning many playoff series. Since you know 2011-ish, 2012-ish, um, but they have at least made the playoffs at a decent clip to the point where they haven't missed it in consecutive years. A lot of teams can't say that. Um, only the real quality teams can say that. Uh, but they're in danger of doing that here, and that would be, you know, to the fan base and and to many people, that would be pretty pretty alarming. Uh, so there's a lot at stake here, and I think the Flyers, yeah, that win. A win against the Sharks would be really big. The, the game on Saturday is huge, Joe, I, I think. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And, and you know, I, I know you, you hear a lot of player and coach speak when they say it's too early to look at the standings. But I don't think it is. And I think what you, what, what you need to keep in mind is if, if you're considering this as, this as a, like the sky is falling type of moment in the season, this will be the second time this season that's already felt like that. And you're four points out of a wild card spot. So the sky has been falling two times and you're still four points out of a wild card spot. And I think that is the kind of thoughts that need to go. They need to permeate through the locker room. And like, it seems like the sky is falling, but let's win, win two games. Or how about this? Get on a little run and then beat the Bruins head to head in four or five games whenever they play them coming up here. Yeah. And you might be in a playoff spot then. Yeah. Because coming into the season, I'm pretty sure everybody chalked up the Bruins as a team where you were like, okay, they're going to be there at the end because it's the Bruins, right? They're always there. But right now you're four points behind them. And it seemed like the season was crashing down around you two different times already this season. So I think you can start to think, okay, so – these other teams have all had these kind of moments too, where it seems like everything's crashing down around them. So you're four points out of a playoff spot and uh, just don't 
focus on now and not focus on what happened, you know, two days ago or last week or, or two months ago and see what happens. But um, it is very exhausting to play playoff intensity type games for months at a time. We saw it wear on the Flyers last season. Yeah. So, but it appears that they're not really going to have much of a choice uh, given the crowded nature of the standings. Um, but, you know, it, they have experience of having to do this. So yeah. um, the thing is, though, a lot of their guys have missed a lot of games. So you're going to get a lot of guys back that haven't played the full allotment of of those games to wear on them kind of playing playoff games every night. Yeah. So, and I mean, we don't know if they get Couturier and, and Ryan Ellis. I mean, I, I'm having my doubts about Ellis because you're just not hearing anything. So, um, yeah, the latest you know. on Ellis the other day was, wasn't great. Mike Yo was asked about him because originally when they, they said four to six weeks, um, I think around like November 8th, it was somewhere around November, I believe, uh, when they said four to six weeks. Elaine Vigneault said that when he was still the acting head coach. And so that that gave a target date of around like January 1st, early January, if it went the full six weeks. And so Mike Yo was asked about Ryan Ellis, and Mike Yo said he just didn't have a timeline really for us and that there wasn't a ton of progress being made. So Ryan Ellis did recently get on the ice. Chuck Fletcher mentioned that, but perhaps it's just not making the progress that they were hoping for his lower body injury. The progress they were hoping for when he hit the ice in his rehab, perhaps he felt something, you know, the next day or when he's on the ice. Uh, so yeah, that progress is just not being made, uh, which really puts things in peril in terms of when you're going to get him back, what type of player he's going to be when he gets back, if he does get back. Um, and that's killer. You know, Ryan Ellis was, the headliner of their offseason, uh, a top pair defenseman that's going to play in all situations and change the game in both ends of the rink, neutral zone, defensive zone, offensive zone, and uh, he's played four games. Uh, so that's been hurting them. And then you you tack on Sean Vittoria, who's now week to week with an upper body injury. I mean, those are two pivotal players that the Flyers don't exactly know when they're going to get back, and that hurts. So on top of the COVID absences and all of it, uh, it really, I'm, I'm laughing and smiling because it's just like, you just have to scratch your head. Uh, we're reporters and we don't have to really worry about them winning and losing games. I can only imagine what it's like being on the roster right now and being Mike Yo, who's trying to salvage the season. Not an easy one. I'll tell you what, if Mike Yo though, Joe, if can somehow make this a playoff team, I mean, he's going to put himself in line for the Flyers job and probably some other jobs too. Yeah, I agree. And also, the other thing you have to consider is there other teams, and I don't want to sound insensitive or anything like this, but and we're certainly not wishing this, but you you have to think other teams are going to deal with rashes of COVID issues. It's 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 happening. Particularly, this variant seems to be running through everyone. So. You know, other teams are going to deal with that. Other teams are going to deal with injuries. So, 
again, you're not wishing that on anyone, but it's it's an in- inevitability of these. You know, we're now in the third season that's been affected by COVID, and we know how these things go. And um, so that's the other thing too. You got to go out there, try to w- try to get as many points as you can, try to win games, and just see where the cards fall because these seasons are really, really unpredictable with what is going to affect what team at what time. And you're really seeing the marquee organizations kind of step up because the marquee organizations have guys ready to play now uh, throughout their organization. Uh, They have depth upon depth upon depth. Uh, You're seeing those really well-coached teams with quality drafting and developing uh, probably stand out right now uh, because you're right. Every team really is being hit by it. We've seen it throughout the whole league. Um, and we've seen a lot of teams lose some of their best players. The light yeah, game. I mean, Edmonton Oilers are playing without Connor McDavid right now. Yeah. I mean, you know, so I'm pretty sure when they – and they they were on a losing streak before he went on COVID. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I guarantee this type of frustration um, is going through their locker room. Um, because I, I read that they were testing him a number of days in a row because he didn't have any symptoms. So you have arguably the best player in hockey missing games and seemingly, seemingly nothing is wrong. And again, we're not trying to make light of what this is, but the, the reality is the reality. If he's feeling fine and being told he can't play for a, a week and miss two, three games, that's got to be frustrating. Indeed. And, and the Flyers are going to have to dig deep and show they can perhaps be one of those organizations that can can overcome adversity with some of their depth. Uh, maybe, maybe some young prospects step up here and make a name for themselves, carve out a role, uh, because the Flyers need depth right now. Uh, they really need depth. We saw it on Thursday night for sure. And... <clears throat> even depth on their big club roster too, not even just prospects coming up, but some of their bottom sixers, some of their depth guys, um, Rasmus Ristolainen and maybe playing like a top pair defenseman, uh, Scott Lawton or some Oscar Lindblom or Joel Farabee, really all, all like those types of guys really stepping up and, and producing because the Flyers need it. Um, if they want to kind of weather this storm and, and be in a decent spot, uh, as the games really ramp up here, but they're already starting to ramp up and the Flyers need to really stem the tide if they're going to stay in this playoff race and make something of this season. Uh, certainly a gut check time, I think, for the Flyers. Joe, we will see where it goes, but we have more games coming up on NBC Sports Philadelphia and NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus. You can catch pre and post game live for all those games produced by our very own Joe Fordyce. Joe, thank you so much. As always, great seeing you, great chatting with you. A special thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru. Thank you to him as well. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and listen, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.